Welcome everyone to the show of Requirement, a Harry Potter podcast exclusively, exclusively. on Spotify. Spotify. Uh, and it's me, David Gonzalez, and I'm joined by my co-host, Spencer Price. Hello, everybody. It's good to be back. And we are excited for this specific episode. Um, if you notice from the title, it's talking about favorite deleted scenes. But there, there's a bit of a, like a caveat in this. It's, I think more when we talk about Harry Potter, more than probably other f- films, is that sometimes these deleted scenes are more like extended scenes. It's a better yes. way of saying that. I think we should kind of get into all of that. So, I don't know. Some some of these scenes are really developed that we're going to mention, mm-hmm. but a lot of these are just rough around the edges. Yeah, um, a little the bit. The sound's not completely developed, which comes with deleted scenes. Um, there's a lot more green screen than you think in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, why would they put the time into that if they're not going to put it in the movie? Right. But a lot of these are just extended scenes of ones that we already got. And so we're going to talk about our favorite ones here. Certainly not going to get to all of them. David, you've seen the TV extended editions, right? So you can you can talk about that. I don't really know what they're like. Yeah, so really in, I think, USA Network... When they, you know, they do their normal Harry Potter marathons and stuff that seems to be like all year long. There, I could have sworn there was one time when I was kind of watching through them because I have YouTube TV. Is that they, it seemed like they added scenes or I felt like they were adding scenes to the film than I had originally remembered. Uh, and I really, really enjoyed it. Because I think what you can say about these scenes probably more than other scenes in other films and other franchises is that pacing didn't feel like an issue for me as it as being the reason why they didn't put these in the movie. I think it had to do with, especially back then, they were worried about maybe hitting a time limit. And so they were, they were trying to say, okay, well, we can cut this out because of time. But I think now, living in where we have three-hour-long Marvel movies and then four-hour-long Snyder cuts of Justice League... That one doesn't count. They can put all of those in there. And (laughs) I don't think anybody would complain about it. Yeah, I think Warner Brothers, they're not... I think they did a mostly good job with the Harry Potter series. Um, Not to say another studio would have done worse. Mm Mm-hmm. But I would say that they felt too married to the two-hour, ten-minute mark. Yeah. Almost every movie, except for Chamber of Secrets. I think Chamber of Secrets was the time that they really... I don't think... There's really very little that was cut from Chamber of Secrets. It's almost three hours long. It's two hours and 50 minutes, Hmm. give or take. Yeah. And I guess they just... I think people thought that it was long when it came out. And so with the rest of them, they were too afraid to, to go for it. Mm-hmm. But I think that the best oppor- one of the best opportunities they have right now to make more money off of Harry Potter, other than Fantastic Beasts and continuing that, they could just start releasing extended editions. And I think they could even, uh, almost, this might be too crazy, but they could even like release them in theaters and I think people would go see them. I think they definitely could. I mean, they're on HBO Max and I think they might be on something else uh, like Peacock or something they, like that. 
there's some weird deal where they they're technically owned by Warner Brothers, so they should be on HBO Max. But uh-huh. Peacock has paid them so much money that they yeah. go on they go on HBO Max and then they t- go on Peacock and then they go on HBO Max and they go on Peacock. Yeah, I think wherever they are, though, they should just even on streaming services just go ahead and release the full extended edition uh, for personal for personal reasons. I don't know if it makes sense in like the bigger scale, but I think. Why why not release them on streaming services? Yeah. At least sell them on DVD. Yeah. I think even the USA Network ones are probably not the full scope either. No, I don't think so. And because when I've tried to rewatch them on USA, those scenes are no longer in there. I think it was just like a one-time thing or maybe even parts of it hey, accident, were put like in. Like an accident. Yeah, possibly. Like they released a different cut of the movie because mm-hmm. some of these, like maybe... 25% of deleted scenes that I've seen are fully produced, ready to go on to, into the movie. Right. So maybe a few seconds here, a few seconds there. Yeah. Rounds out the the TV schedule. So that's why USA got those versions. Probably. So structure-wise for this, we're going to go through, quote-unquote, our three favorite deleted scenes each. We'll start with our third favorites. I say, quote-unquote, because uh, I have, like, a bunch of ties. So, like... All of them, I have two or three that are tied for each ranking. And I would, they're not all super long either. So that's part of why I did that. Yeah. But David, I would like to hear what you, what you have first. What is your third favorite Harry Potter deleted scene? And why is it uh, the Hogwarts song from Goblet (laughs) of Fire? Uh, So the reason why I, I like that song is just, it kind of, for a film that is just very um, not what we wanted it to be, I guess, or not what we were expecting it to be, I guess is the better way of saying it. Uh, I think this scene, reading it, was probably one of my my favorite scenes because in the book version, it has of, uh, you know, they're all singing it together and then Fred and George just kind of are singing it in like a low sorrowful slow thing and Dumbledore is like crying while he's conducting them in their last few lines uh, and so I always love that and so being able to see it kind of in in this I it was really good for me and something I was just like you there there wouldn't have been a waste of time if you would have just kept this in but it's not it's again you transitioned it's, it, on that way too well I, yeah. I didn't <laughs> I was trying to be sarcastic with with that and just trying to spring it upon David and he just went straight into it anyway. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I did it. I did it uh, because I I do really like that scene. I think it's good because of the the it it brings in the it ties together the the first three movies. Yeah, with the darker tone of the rest of them. Yes, Goblet of Fire already is kind of that turning point anyway. But this was kind of a fun part. And they were all singing at the top of their lungs. And <laughs> yeah. Crab is, for whatever reason, just Oh, going he's going off. It. Yeah. It's and so I awesome. I think it's just the actor that played Crab is going for it. Yeah. But like Tom Felton, Draco Malfoy, just perfect acting. Yeah. He's just like not having Not it. really having a good time with it. And then like, you know, they're all smiling. And then Victor Crumb is just scowling. It's like, <laughs> yes. Yes. But, and then it transitions between... Uh, Alistair Moody or fake fake Moody like running like stepping through the rain yeah so I thought that was fun it was but also Dumbledore Michael Gambon Dumbledore was a little weird 
Like he didn't have the silly Dumbledore. He was just like, everybody up. We're going to sing. I rewatched it like 10 minutes ago. That's the only reason I thought about that. Uh, I'll go next. There's a brief moment in Sorcerer's Stone and almost all of the Sorcerer's Stone deleted scenes, except for Peeves, the poltergeist, are extended. They're like extensions of other scenes. Mm-hmm. But there's a, a... After the first time Harry visits the mirror at, with Ron, I think, the sec, after the second time he visits with Ron... He's sitting in the great hall, just staring at the fire and everyone's going home or, or walking around and he's not paying attention to anyone. And he's just like really kind of sad. And Ron comes up to him and tries to talk him into playing chess or, or something else. And he's like, Harry, don't go back to the mirror. There's something, there's something wrong about it, which is just, it's from the book. And I just thought that was a good moment for Ron, albeit they're both kids. So the acting was a little little rough on the around the edges yeah no i absolutely agree uh remember i remember saying it and and you might you might bring this up or we could talk about it now just because but there was a lot of scenes that ron had in the sorcerer's stone for sure that if it would have been included in the film it would have changed everything about his character development throughout the rest of the series like from the film so uh, and I think this was one of those scenes that, man, you just wish it would have been left in there. And that was like fully developed, had music, everything. So it was kind of like, come on, mm-hmm. what's going on here? Yeah. We're going back to the Goblet of Fire for this one. Let's do it. Um, it's this s- scene with Snape and Kargaroth during the Yule Ball as Kargaroth is trying to like tell Severus like, hey, he's coming back. Like, why aren't you freaking out? or you are freaking out and Snape just has this beautiful line where he's just like, I have nothing to be afraid of. Can you say the same? Uh, and it's just done so, so well. Alan Rickman as Snape is, is really, really good. And there was a lot of deleted scenes that he had, that he's involved in that, man, I just wish, I wish they would have been left in there. I really do. And this is one of them because you start to, you start to sense of, okay, something big is happening and there's more. And I think, especially with Goblet of Fire, if if this deleted scene and also the one with Alistair Moody and Barty Crouch Sr. and Harry, if that one would have stayed in, this would have been a completely different movie. Even with like the scene with Hermione and Harry and Ron after Barty Crouch Sr.'s death, like it would have made a completely different movie if they would have just left it in yeah i mean there's like a short version of barty crouch senior's death but it's really not the same Mm -hmm. and i think the the whole tone of goblet of fire has changed with the movie just because the movie leans so much into the triwizard tournament yeah while the book is like just a monster of a read like it's got so much going on Mm -hmm. behind the scenes and it the characters are frustrated and we're frustrated because we want to know what the mystery is, like what's really going on. Yeah. And I think it almost is the biggest mystery of the first four books, not the whole thing. Uh, my next one, it's another tied for number three. Uh, I'll skip, well, I, both two of them are Ron related, so I'll do the third one. Uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, the second time where Sirius actually gets into Gryffindor Tower he 
they don't the deleted scene doesn't show all of it but in the book we know that Sirius that Ron wakes up and Sirius is on top of him with a knife and he freaks out and everything and he runs away and they're trying to figure out how he got into the Gryffindor Tower and that's when a certain character appears that is not in the movie at all. He was completely cut, but Sir Cadigan. Yep. Almost. He might be in like one shot, uh, but he, he changes the passwords like five times a week. And so Neville had written down all of the passwords cause he was forgetting how to get into the tower. And so McGon- it's a great scene for McGonagall because she's taking charge of the situation and Sir Cadigan's just walking through all the paintings and it's a really fun effect. And he's just like throwing people out of windows in the paintings and stuff. It's so good. It's really good. And it, it fills it all together with Sirius Black looking like the murderer and looking like the, the ex-Death Eater that he wasn't really, but that's what everyone thought he was. But... Uh, there is a caveat with this scene because there's a really weird shot at the end where they all go to bed. Hermione, uh, Ron randomly says, yo, cat ate my rat. Just walks away. Doesn't make sense for that scene. And then Hermione takes Crookshanks over to the fire where Harry's sitting there staring. He's like, I could have killed him. He was close enough to touch. Very creepy. I, I liked that part of it, though. Because, I don't. because I really to don't. me, to me, when he says, I hope he finds me, because when he does, I'm going to be ready. And when he does, I'm going to kill him. But then it just never addresses it again. And I'm just like, yeah, that's kind of lame. I don't remember if this scene was supposed to happen before or after that. Yeah, I don't know. But if this, either way. And so for me, I was just like, okay, well, we really don't touch on him just like kind of kind of always being on edge now because of Sirius Black and finding out he betrayed my parents, this and this and that. And so if this scene is after he finds out, then I think this scene is very much needed for Harry because it has, because otherwise him saying, well, then I'm going to kill him. But then he doesn't actually like show any anger after that. Like doesn't make sense to me until, yeah. Until the, the shrieking shack. Right. Uh, and so really, but the, the, that moment with Ron and Hermione with the cat just seemed out of nowhere. And maybe, I don't know if maybe that's the reason why it was cut. I I think McGonagall kind of having this moment with her students and just being like, because in the, in the book, McGonagall, we don't really figure out this, that, that doesn't really happen where the speech happened. Doesn't really happen. We just find out that Neville, you know, he's the one who had the list of passwords and he lost it. And that's how Sirius Black got on. So it said, well, he was given detention. He lost points, got lectured. That was pretty much it. I think this was something that I enjoyed better because McGonagall in this scene comes across as, okay, this is a teachable moment. And this is a moment to where I can really stress to my house that they need to be extra cautious and you guys are are capable of making a difference in this whole thing by doing what you're supposed to do and not doing anything foolish. And so McGonagall for me was the star of this scene and I wish it was oh, left for there. Sure. I agree. And then my other, my third one for the, my third place 
is another Ron scene that would have been helpful, not just for Ron's character, but for Harry's character as well. It's Order of the Phoenix after Sirius's death, mm, where yes. Ron, and I, I think this one's in the movie, but it's not. I always feel this kind of fill the gaps in my head canon. But Ron comes in to check on Harry. He's like, the end of term feast is about to start. And Harry's like, thanks, I'm not really in the mood. Um, and Ron's like, yeah, I'm not hungry either. And Harry tells him, like, you go on. It's okay. And so Ron comes down, and it's just a look between him and Hermione. And Ron shakes his head, and they just are super sad about it. And the book spends so much time, too much time, because the book is too long, <laughs> grieving over Sirius's death. But the movie kind of skips a lot of that. Mm-hmm. It just kind of goes straight to, oh, well, I know, we have something that Voldemort doesn't have, something to fight for. And then they just get on the train. That's like the end of the movie. I mean, well, it has that scene with him and Dumbledore, but even that's still not enough. It's a very short version, yeah. too. I mean, the book is like he's destroying the whole office. It's like a whole chapter. Like it's a very good conversation and it fills in a lot of the details. Mm-hmm for the overarching series. Like, I don't think we even learn about, well, we kind of learn about the prophecy a little bit, but it's not. Yeah. We don't even learn the prophecy from Dumbledore. We actually hear the prophecy in the movie, which is just a little strange, but Mm -hmm. I kind of get it. So number two on my list is, ah, man, it's going to shock you and it's going to be surprising, but I, I just really, really love... My number one is going to... That's my number one is going to be also shock and surprise, so... So it's going to be um, the extended scene of the choir and Half-Blood Prince singing that kind of eerie song that features McGonagall and Snape that ties in with Draco leaving the hospital wing to carry out the task of killing Dumbledore. I, I just... To me, that is a cinematic scene that is completely like probably nothing is written in the book that has something like this. Maybe uh, it's been a while since I picked up Half Blood Prince, but I'm 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 gonna assume that there's no way this could have been written. Yeah, no, it's it's filling in some gaps of like the night is ominous. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the book kind of describes when Harry returns, something's wrong. Yeah. And then it's also, there's another scene. I'm sorry to jump in on this, but there's another scene I saw from Half-Blood Prince. I love this scene too. I didn't take this scene cause I thought you would. So yeah. I kind of left it. <laughs> I actually left it for you to talk about. It is awesome. And the song is my favorite song from the sound, from the score. Yeah. Um, there's a scene before, and I just read it in the book. That's why I'm filling this all together. Harry realizes what Malfoy is up to, but he's about to leave with Dumbledore. Yep, he is. And so he gives Hermione and Ron the Marauder's Map and Felix Felicis, what he has left. Mm-hmm. And he tells them, like, keep an eye on Malfoy, keep an eye on Snape, no time to argue, take this. And they're like, no, you take the luck. And he goes, no, I don't need luck. I'll be with Dumbledore. Yeah, really good line. And so that's actually a version of that, at least, is in the movie. Yeah, a part of it is. I saw a very, very small yeah, smidgen it's of the, it. They, he, he doesn't give them the Marauder's Map and he doesn't give them Felix Felice's, but he, he does kind of talk to them about, okay, I, like, okay, there there's a vanishing cabinet here. Oh, there might be another one. And then yeah. 
then he says, he does say, then Ron says, well, uh, they're like, good luck. And he says, I don't need luck. I'm with Dumbledore. And he like leaves. And then they kind of go so back to like- it with Dumbledore when, uh, I can't remember exactly what was said, but Harry says to him, he's just like, you're going to be okay. And then Dumbledore looks at me and says, of course I'm going to be okay. I have you. And I'm like, Oh, that's so good. So that part was in the movie. But the first part was not. Right. I imagine if the storyboards, they probably was going to be a lot darker. Yeah. Because it's Half-Blood Prince and David Jace. So it wasn't fully developed. So he's leaving to go with Dumbledore. I bet in Noctum just came straight after they just separated. Mm-hmm. Yep. So like that would have been all filled together. So Ron and Hermione are kind of on the lookout yes. in that yes. little cinematic scene. And so that's what they're doing. So we don't get to see that in the mm-hmm. book. Um, but we do have... It's a good filling in the gaps, I think. Yeah, and so... That shouldn't have been cut. This scene was just... It's it's just really good. Um, as it's a crime. It, <laughs> this it, one's it, like a crime, it, honestly. It really is, because even Snape, like, he knows what he has to do, and you kind of see him for a moment, just... You get to see him really struggle with it. Um, even though he, it doesn't show as much emotion, but, like, any emotion from Snape is a lot. Uh, and so for him in this scene to kind of... You know, we get to see the emotions just even for a split second. I think, man, I really wish this scene was in there. And I think for the the people that hadn't read the book, they probably wouldn't have understood it right as much mm-hmm. um, because they don't know that Snape has to kill Dumbledore. Right, right. So that that might be why they cut it, but mm-hmm. I don't think they should have. I got another famous one for my number two. It's the beginning of Deathly Hollows. Anything with the Dursleys. Uh huh. They completely cut yes. all of the Dursleys leaving. They shouldn't almost have. entirely. There's almost like entirely. One shot, yeah. Like a 10 second, maybe five seconds. You see their car kind of take off. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you even see Dudley. You just see No, Vernon. you don't. So in the in the original, they actually filmed this whole scene where Harry's talking to Petunia after after they've almost cleaned out the house and she's like, I can't believe I have to leave my home. And Harry's like, they'll torture you. They'll do anything to like get to me. She goes, you don't know. You don't, what does she say? She says, you, you don't, don't think, think I know, know what, what they're, they're capable, capable of. of. Yeah. And she goes, you didn't lose a mother in Godric's hollow. I also lost a sister. Mm-hmm. And then Dudley also says that like, I don't think you're a waste of space in the car. So Dudley is not forgotten. Harry saving him in Order of the Phoenix. And that's all in the book. At least Petunia might not be, but Dudley. And I think that's just a great scene. Yeah. Well, I thought... I thought Dudley was just a little... It was just overly awkward to where I'm just like... I understand why you wouldn't put put it in if it's this awkward. But at that point, just do a couple retakes. Like... There's just, yeah, there's just like in Harry Potter in the movies, there just isn't enough awkward moments to be ashamed of. Yeah. I kind of feel like every franchise that you love a ton, there's got to be some cringe. Mm -hmm. Like Marvel Rewatch, there was definitely, there was a cringe element in every single movie we watched. And I added it in the episode to talk about it. I mean, Star Wars prequels, like obviously there's some cringe there. It's a cringe fest in a way. So like Harry Potter, they kind of took out a lot of those moments, like the song and the, a lot of the songs yeah. and like this scene and other stuff. And I feel that they should have left that in. Mm-hmm. And then the the part two of that is uh, there's, we don't even get to see this scene. It hasn't been released anywhere. We just have pictures, 
but Victor Crumb yeah. is at the wedding yeah. and he dances with Hermione. Why haven't Mom's they released those yet? That's what I'm telling you. I, I feel like they're up to something. Maybe we're like, going to see everyone's it. Everyone's saying they're going to announce in uh, the reunion. Everyone says they're going to announce the reunion. Yeah, everyone says they're going to announce Cursed Child. But I really hope that they don't. <laughs> another time for another day. But I hope that they just announce extended editions. I think this is time. I have a thought on that. I'm going to... I guess I'm going to save it. But by me saying that, you probably already know what I'm going to say. <laughs> if Chris Columbus doesn't come back, maybe. <laughs> okay. I just... He's just not... I. It, yeah. Percy Jackson, I just lost my faith in Chris Columbus. Yeah. So my number one favorite scene of all of Harry Potter. Actually, it's not even like a favorite scene, if I'm going to be honest. It's it's just a take. And I could be hated for this. Not hated, but I guess it's like cheating in a way. But I think every single deleted or extended scene in The Sorcerer's Stone should be put in to the film. I think that's good. Because that's true. Because this is the movie that sets up the entire wizarding world. And so, I mean, probably, and I know you wrote this down, but this was going to be my number one. But this is a scene that kind of got me to saying, okay, every deleted scene should be put in. Is when it's the scene where A, Ron and Hermione are like arguing over finals and stuff like that of... um. Like when he said, when Ron says, I'm ready, ask me anything. Okay, what, what are the three components that go into a forget, uh, like a forgetful potion? He's like, I forgot. And then Neville also comes in and he's suffering from the lead locker curse to where Ron tells Neville that he needs to stand up for himself. And then we find out about that. That That was a good scene too. And then we, and then Harry is the one who remembers Nicholas Flamel from the chocolate frog because Ron says, ah, Dumbledore again. So he looks at it and he yes. says, oh, I remember yes. reading this like the on, on like on that day uh, on, uh, on the Hogwarts Express. And so he's the one who finds out about Nicholas Fumel, which Hermione then takes over and takes him to the library because it's it's a, it's in a book. But she's not the one who solves it by herself. Like it's it's a it's really Harry who solves it. And so. Again, it, that was what I was talking about. It's this It's this scene that kind of, if you left it in there, kind of changes the perception of some characters, including Ron, Harry, and Hermione. I mean, I don't think it really changes anything for Hermione because we know she's smart and she's brilliant and she's clever, but it also makes Harry not look like the idiot that we know that he's not in the books. So I have a, a few number ones. So there's there's two relationship related ones. I'm a big sap. So the first check out one Spencer's is, uh, fan fiction. <laughs> I I haven't written well. I guess my writing room Marauder series, <laughs> but that's not that sappy. It's not I sappy. To, I mean, it was not. sappy for me. It's serious. <laughs> serious and James. Pun pun intended. <laughs> serious and James. <laughs> oh gosh. If you haven't actually heard the Marauders series, it's not really about that. It's not. But. It's not. Don't worry. <laughs> so there's a scene after Ginny and Harry start dating in the books where Ramil Devane 
Ginny's like, you think they'd be worried about people dying and being attacked by dementors, but all but Ramil Devane, all she does is ask me if Harry has a hippogriff tattooed across his chest. And Harry says, what did you tell her? And Ginny says, I told her it was a Hungarian horntail, much more macho. And Harry <laughs> smiles and he's like, brilliant. And what did you tell him? What did you tell her Ron had? And Ginny says, a pygmy puff, but I didn't say where. Oh, golly. Is that a I deleted scene? It. I couldn't find I it. I really had trouble, but I found that there was like screenshots of oh. the scene that like they, they couldn't be from anywhere else. Like mm-hmm. they're from the Gryffindor common room and everything. So that was kind of frustrated me because I couldn't find it. Right. But I thought that would have been great. I feel like they should have done the Harry and Ginny kiss scene differently, but that's we've already talked about that. Yeah. And then this is like, this one's dear to my heart. Ron teaching Hermione how to skip rocks. I think it is just, it shows that there's like moments of joy and happiness in this terrible war and Ron and Hermione are they're pretty and Harry, they're pretty much at the point where they're like, we might not live tomorrow. Every day is like could be their day they get caught and killed just running from Voldemort all over the place. And they're at and they just robbed the wizard the the most secure wizarding bank in the world. Mm-hmm. And Ron is telling Hermione how to skip rocks. Yeah. And it's a parallel with the first Deathly Hollows movie where Hermione's teaching Ron, trying to teach Ron how to play piano. Mm-hmm. I just, it's really cr- kind of cringy to watch, honestly, because it has no music or anything like that, but it's still good. It's still really good. And then my number one, and we've already mentioned this one, but it's the Hogwarts song. For reasons that we've already said, yeah, I think it's silly and fun. And really to extension, it's the only song I think that's been kind of directly made and removed. But I think they yeah. should have kept all of the songs. No, like I agree. all the Sorting Hat songs, uh, all of the weird songs. Yeah. Like it should have just been left in. Mm-hmm. And they're not bad at making the songs into the movies. Like the Hogwarts song is just as good. It's, it's really just good. as good as the book. Yeah. And then another example, which brings us back to Alan Rickman's great performance as Snape, his uh, redeeming counter curse for Sectumsempra. In the book, it describes it as kind of a sing song. And in the movie, it's just perfect. Mm-hmm. It's so, so, so good. Yeah. And so I'm kind of, I'm just sad. I wish the books are almost like a... <laughs> Not a musical, but right. there's a lot of singing. There's a lot of singing and rhymes and weird stuff. Yeah. That would have been really fun to see. So really what you could say, I think, for Harry Potter that you might not be able to say for other franchises, but I think you can make an argument for Harry Potter of like every single deleted or extended scene should have been kept in the movie. And I th- almost all of them, yeah. Like almost all of them, but like a, a good majority of them could, uh, just because, especially the extended scenes, because it, it it's it's from the book. Most of them are are from the book, um, and it makes sense. And it and of course it's going to transition well because this was a book turned film, and so you have that, you know, that same main theme going on to where it just fits. I think even if they wanted to make extended editions, they could probably do some scenes 
they could like in almost a Snyder cut way without it being bad. They could actually reshoot or shoot scenes that are new. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, the sorting hat would be really easy to redo and add a song in and use the same footage or use background footage. Yeah. Stuff like that. So I hope that they do extended editions. It feels unlikely right now. Right. But I'm hopeful. Yeah, we're hopeful. But that was our episode. Those are some of our favorite deleted scenes. Hey, if you have a deleted scene that you really, really enjoyed and really loved, on top of subscribing to us uh, on the podcast, on Spotify, and also on Instagram at hpotter underscore fanatics, feel free to DM us or email us your favorite deleted scene and, and and we'll try and respond to you as quickly as possible. But thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Spencer, any last words? Uh, Just so listeners kind of know, I think we have one more episode of 2021. Mm -hmm. We're going to do kind of a Christmas finale season interview episode sometime before the end of the year. And it won't be like our Thanksgiving episode. It will not. Although that was one of the best episodes we've ever done. Man, so much work went into that. Really, honestly, so much work took me forever <laughs> but thanks guys for listening thanks for uh for the first time i'll say thanks for a great season mm-hmm. and for listening yeah and so for spencer price my name is david gonzalez with the show of requirements a harry potter podcast exclusively on spotify and until next time mischief managed